Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, we have one of my few guests that I'm bringing on again. I'm sure there's been one, but Tenley is coming on again because she just announced she's pregnant. Yay! (laughs) This is so exciting. You guys know Tenley. She was runner-up on Jake's season, then Bachelor Pad, then Bachelor in Paradise, and now married mama-to-be. We don't want to talk about all the Jake stuff. I'm sure you don't. Not really, but (laughs) thanks for having me back. (laughs) A lot of you had questions about Jake and Vienna. And what I will say is that we recorded once before. It was last year. You can go back on my timeline and listen to it. There were also people that wanted to know about Ben Higgins, which you also talked about on the podcast. So, And now he's engaged. Which is wonderful. It's just coming full circle. It is. Did you wish him good good fortune? I did, actually. I, I had the privilege of getting to congratulate him via phone for his podcast, too. They, we, we got to exchange congratulations. So that was good. Oh, but we don't, we don't actually um, engage too much. And I think, I mean, I still value him as, think of him as somebody who is just one stand-up guy that gave me good examples in the past. But, man, it's been quite a few years and yeah look at life now so yeah we basically tenley told the story of how before ben was the bachelor they chatted and she thought he was lovely but he became the bachelor and it was heartbreaking for a little bit but what i will say to any of the the ladies or fellows out there that are like looking for a little bit of hope or a light or um, in like their future or what's to come. Sometimes you have people like that that are really, really hard to um, let go of the idea of because you thought like that would have been so good. But my, what I've always said, and there's been a couple people in my past like that. Um, so a little bit of just saying, um, I just believe that there's something greater to come always yep. than you, better than you can ever imagine. It's kind of a motto, um, wherever your heart is at, wherever your story in life is at, whatever season of life, um, it's and and quarantine life too. It's going to be greater than we can imagine. What in the heck is going on? I don't even know. I, half of my questions are just about coronavirus and like how you're doing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we all know, Tenley's story. If you need to know anything, go listen to the previous podcast. I will link to it. She answered all the questions, but just seems redundant to to do the whole thing. So we're going to start from you meeting your husband, which you also told the story of, but there's some new people. So Skylar Sweeney wanted to know how you met your husband. Okay. So I could tell a long story short. No, just tell the story how you want. Okay, well, um, you, we've got some time, huh? <laughs> Do we ever? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we—it was a blind date. We met, um, but it goes kind of back to—I'll—I'll uh, I'll kind of back it up a little bit because I think the back behind the scenes story is kind of cool. Um, a mutual friend who we both like—a mutual acquaintance for both of us. 
had this idea um, that Taylor and I should meet. Um, again, mutual acquaintance. So we really didn't know this guy very well, but he um, had, he was in a Bible study with Taylor and maybe like talked to him one time. And then he is an ex of one of my best girlfriends. Don't know him very well, um, except for that time that they were together. And um, one night I was out with some girlfriends and this guy saw me and he goes, I have a guy for you to meet. And this is very, very not in his character. Um, he like, he's not known for being a matchmaker or kind of thinking along those wavelengths. And he just, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm not interested in being set up right now. I've like found my groove. At that time, I was actually thinking of moving out of um, San Diego and maybe moving back home to Oregon to try to figure out like, so what am I doing in life? I, I was, yeah, I was, I was actually exhausted of like, I was two years into being pretty single and just like found contentment in it and just ready to continue to take care of myself until it was the, the right timing. And um, yeah, this guy became very persistent. I kind of turned that like, please, you know, you don't need to give him my number. <laughs> um, and then uh, it turns out that Taylor didn't even know that this guy was talking Doing to me. That. About. Okay. Yeah. So then um, another day goes by and he's like, or, or no, that it was like over the weekend and he ran into Taylor at church and he told Taylor, like, there's this girl I want to set you up with. Uh, do you want me to get her, get her number? And so like, just these, like, he just kept trying for some reason. And um, so then I, I had actually had some mimosas watching Sunday football. And this guy texted me again saying, hey, this guy wants to meet you. Um, and I was like, okay, fine. And then Taylor reached out to me um, via phone. And he called? Yeah. Wow. First it was a text to let me know who he was. Then it was calling. And then he started snapchatting me <laughs> Rad. okay cool I thought was I thought was uh interesting but I was flattered by it but he pursued in the right way but he was out of town actually for that week that he was trying to pursue um and then but he set up a coffee di well he actually asked me out to dinner and I said how about coffee because I was just like who is this guy and by the way you know, of course I wanted to do like some digging. It's a blind date. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know how well the other guy knew him or not. And um, so I tried to do a little digging. There's like nothing uh, prior to me, like of Taylor. That is like such an attractive, mm -hmm. it's not even a quality, but it's like a factor that's very cool to me. It was a breath of fresh air, especially because of the guys that I'd kind of dated or hung out with yeah. or been attached to in Kipton, some way. Kipton, Josh, Jake, yeah. Yeah, all, yeah, all the all the people, um, and like even Casey Stewart, we were friends oh. for a while and stuff. Like, um, and but just every I've I've had I don't know why I even threw that out there, but I just was really linking myself to people that cared about keeping up with that yeah, well, and yeah, yeah. a breath of fresh air. Um, so I couldn't find anything. I did find like a few things and I thought, I thought, okay, he's kind of handsome, but who is this guy? But did you find a photo? Yes. Okay. Okay. Found a photo. Like I did some deep digging. So you knew that he was attractive. Yeah. And I think he sent me something um, on Snapchat so I could see what he looked like. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what it was. He sent me a photo, but it wasn't very clear of him and his niece and said, Tenley, meet Henley. 
No way. Yeah. So his niece was like one and a half at the time. She's almost six now. And um, yeah, and her name's Henley. And I was like, well, that's crazy. So that was a cute little pickup line. But um, yeah, so that's for getting into like the whole behind the scenes story. And then we met up for coffee. He had been in Seattle um, in our exchanges of text and me- text and messages and calls and stuff. He knew that um, my prior or my favorite things were like, Jesus coffee and the beach. Yep. That was kind of how I summed myself up or whatever. Well, how, how much were, when, when he was courting you or whatnot for this coffee, he was out of town. So were you guys like still texting and calling every day, even if you hadn't been on this first coffee date? Yeah, It wasn't like deep. It was, it was very, very brief, but it was enough to kind of set a little tone to have coffee and it probably made it more comfortable like it's it's a blind date but at least you you're going yeah. into it with like a little knowledge exactly and again like didn't really know what he looked like because the picture was blurry and there wasn't much out there so and and um apparently he didn't know who I was um which was also a breath of fresh air yeah super refreshing he did ask on our first day can you tell me what this bachelor thing is about because I saw something anyways so when I first saw him walking up to the coffee shop I picked my coffee shop where they knew me in the middle of the day only expected to be there for 45 minutes an hour um he stands up he was waiting outside and he is just so dropped up gorgeous to me like he was so dreamy. I mean, he's dreamy. Oh, thank you. I, that's a good way to, I like to say he's dreamy. So, um, but I, I saw him like he stood up and he had a bag of coffee cause he knew I loved coffee and he had just been in Seattle. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought the little, he would like nice gestures. And all of a sudden I became so shaky. Nervous. I was nervous. I became like, tongue-tied I we hugged and I just was like oh my gosh like so twitter painted wow I I was like wait yeah because that's just never happened before and so I was like like fake it till you make it um so we like ordered our coffees and I just remember just connecting so quickly and the conversations just being so natural once I got out of being nervous I think I even told him like uh, I just have to admit, I'm really nervous right now. Um, but it ended up being like a five hour date. He even took me, which is crazy that I, I was being very guarded, but he took me to go drive his old truck. Um, uh, he's going to be so disappointed if I 68 Ford. <laughs> um, we don't have her anymore. Uh, it was, it was a sacrifice he made to get me a ring. That's very, very nice. It's a beautiful ring. So that's great. Um, and so, uh, but he took me to learn how to drive stick shift. And when he didn't throw me out of his truck, when I killed it a few times and he had so much patience, I was like, <laughs> this guy's something. Um, and then to finish off that, just where it all began was he had asked me, he had asked me like, can I just take you to dinner? Like, this is, I'm having so much fun. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, which I think was a really good thing. I had plans with a girlfriend that evening. And I think it's a good thing that I couldn't because in the past, I think I've been overwhelming. Yeah. You I'll, I'll cancel the plans. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to show up for her. I like had like learned how to restructure my life in that way during that singlehood. Um, and being there for my, my girlfriends when like, cause I needed them too. So I showed up and then he was just on the pursuit of finding the next time we could hang out. And it was, 
it was, and then the rest is history. Well, I do love your attitude towards singledom. And someone, Steph Ventura said, do you have any advice for the single ladies? Okay. So I do, but I feel like it just comes in waves of like remembering different times too, because it was a very um, trying time in my life. And there were definitely different seasons of single being single and um, heartbreak, heartache, like just that, that desire of my heart to have somebody in my life Um, and just a lot of healing to do as well. So, but one thing that I like to say is think of your single life, not as just like, um, uh, like it's not a single or it's not a season of just being about like, Oh, I'm single and sad. It's a, it's a season that you can think of wholeness. So instead of thinking of being single, think of a season of wholeness and really just learning all those things about you. And I've had some people tell me before, I know everything about myself. I said that too. No one does. Right. There's so much more to always be learning. Um, this is, that's the time to really like discover the things that you truly enjoy apart from anybody else. Um, learn how to be a friend, learn how to um, show up for yourself and for others. Um, just explore, travel. Th- those That to me is a se- season of wholeness versus like the dreadful season of singleness. That's one of my I think the best way and just always being just moving forward. And on those days that you get discouraged, dream of what's to come. Like it doesn't end there and make yourself available. Right. Like if you're hiding inside your house, we're forced to right now. If you're quarantining, but not because you have to be, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's probably, I've heard some really great stories actually coming out of quarantine of people really relating on like same face timing stuff, chat like stuff. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And as someone who was single for a very long time, like I think it's, it's very easy to get discouraged when things don't work. Mm-hmm. But in, I, I try to refocus that and say, okay, that didn't work because it wasn't meant for me. But it was an experience. And I learned from it. And you can take that into your next and, and and don't give up on dating just because one date doesn't work or one relationship doesn't work. Totally. I think that something else to remember in, I think that this was something that was hard for me was when I think something was so great um, and then be so disappointed or be like, he's just not calling me back and, and totally oh, like, yeah. but I felt it. It was so what good. Was I missing? Or, what is he missing? Yeah. And, and just really trying to force it or try to find what was it was missing. It's not that something's missing from you. It's that the connection wasn't 100% because it wasn't right. And once you find that right thing, oh my gosh, you'll be like that, that. All that, all that work for, for yeah. this. This is what it is. Exactly. And it's just so, it's so worth just being in that moment with yourself and exploring and letting go and being okay. And it's okay to mourn and be sad over something that didn't work. I mean, the disappointment is real and you don't have to pretend like, oh, well, that, that didn't work out. Go ahead and be sad. And then be like, that was, but it wasn't about what was wrong with me or um, it's about, it's just not, that's not your person. Yeah. Don't plant yourself in sadness. You can sit there for a minute but don't plant yourself there. I love that. Don't plant yourself. Um, watching this last bachelor, I just kept being like, 
with the the people and the dynamics and all. Uh, you guys are just not for each other. Like, hey, by the way, you'll you'll see this, but you're not right. Yeah, you're not right. You don't have just don't force it. Just just move on. Not, not, none of this is right. When did you know that you were in love? Mm. Um, that's a, I trying to remember the moment. I feel like the love feelings happened very quickly. He told me he loved me almost a uh, month and a half in. Okay. And, and he told me, but I, I mean, those feelings that surge, you know, that, that you feel. Yeah. You were already there. Yeah. And, and I think he was just getting to that point of feeling like it was okay to say. Oh, it's scary. I know. I applaud the person who says it first. I did not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, I refuse. I was already feeling it, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold out. I don't know why it was. It wasn't like a pride thing. It was just like a, this can't be real thing. So I'm just going to let it. I think that's the hardest part is like going like, is this real? Is this Can it be this good? And every time that you do put your heart out on the line, in the beginning of something and then you continue to invest and invest and let your heart go and be all there. Like the more and more it, it sometimes feels like a gamble, but just be in it. So I'm so excited for you. Thanks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who knows what I'll see him again, but that's okay. I know. The distance. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's we're doing, we're doing okay. It's just what I'm experiencing. And I'm sure people experience this with families that they can't see and friends that they can't see where You'll run into the whole, like, what did you do today? Nothing. What did you do today? Oh, how do you have Nothing. a <laughs> So I actually bought this game. It's not really a game, but it's like cards with questions on them. So it's like we, it, it doesn't seem forced, but it's a good way of like starting conversations that we might not normally start because we're feeling kind of like stuck Yeah. But it's, it's fine. And everyone's going through something like that. Like, that's why I can't not even romantically that some people just live 10 houses down from their friend and can't see them. So, you know, I hate, I can't even like complain, but you can, it's okay. Dreamy guy. And he lives so far away and you're limited with knowing when you get to see him again. So, okay. Before we talk about baby, I do have some random bachelor questions. We have to ask them, but I'll try to make them very fun. Antonia Paulman said, does she keep in touch with any bachelor alums? Um, I mean, it's few and far between, like it's, uh, not purposeful at all, but I'm trying to think of, it's just kind of like you move on with life. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking to Olivia. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're, I'm close. You could say maybe that people on social media, they're very fun to interact with and you feel yeah. like you have friends on yeah. social media. Um, but like, I, I'm not in a position of like, I'm going to call you all the time and annoy you, but like, I want to chat with you and I did voice text you once because I had to know what was going on with I know something. I'd say probably I I interact with you actually a lot more than I do with a lot of people yeah, from that I'm world just trying to think of like I mean Ashley I um is probably one person that I can say um I feel like I keep in touch with but like but because I don't feel weird about, I don't know, something, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'll tell you something that goes way, way back. Um, one of my girlfriends had become the bachelorette and, um, I was still doing a lot of shows and stuff and I was working for E! News and, um, 
and just our lives. We were, we both lived in San Diego and we were hanging out. And one day, all of a sudden she told me like, I feel like you're using me. And it really broke my heart. You? So the truth is that oftentimes I, I actually distance myself from my, the bachelor friends and family members that are still having great success. I almost feel like I don't want them to ever assume that I have the wrong intentions. I know that that sounds wild and it's weird, but like that really scarred me. And to this day, like I still keep up with this person, but I, I don't think she really cares what's going on in my life. And so I don't know what happened. Um, I, and so to set it up, like I was having some of my own personal success and not in a, like a gloating type of like it was I was doing fine and um so it just really broke my heart and I think has made me sensitive to like when the aftermath all you fizzle out for a while you keep up with the group text and stuff and then kind of get together but as your life settles in I mean now I'm married I live in San Diego other people live all around and we're not do just I'm not getting phone calls to do a whole bunch of bachelor stuff, which is fine with me. And um, sometimes I feel a little bit left out. I'm like, remember me over here? (laughs) But um, if I'm being honest, but I think that a lot of it has to do with, I hesitate in reaching out to people. Um, But I use like fun milestones in life to say, Hey, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations and stuff like that. But that's the true story behind that. And I've never actually shared that, but it really kind of scarred me and and has made me be a little bit like, I don't really know where I stand. All people who I feel like would never like use someone. That's crazy to me. That's insane. Probably because I'm fearful that anybody would ever think that. So I just fuck. Yeah, but I but I understand I understand that feeling, that sentiment. Like I I've run into situations before where one, I feel like I'm not cool enough, like that I won't be accepted into this like cool kid group. Right, right, right. So I think there's a part of me that's like afraid to put myself out there because Right. And then yeah, like you feel like if you do reach out, are they gonna think like, oh, that's convenient? So I, I get that feeling. It's sad. It's it's a bummer because I almost have like this middle child syndrome in the bachelor world and I can kind of back that up a little bit. But like it's sad because I've had some really exciting collaborations or opportunities that I would love to get to share with these people that I know have excellent um, that that. I'm just afraid that they would reject me in supporting me. So it's, it's, it's sad. So, um, but the middle child syndrome, I don't know if you ever felt this way, but because I didn't get to go to the women tell all because I was a runner up immediately, like, um, uh, just even the way that the producers treated me, like had me come, they ushered me in. I didn't get to see anybody. Um, and just, I followed the rules back then. They were a lot tighter. Um, they still are in place, but they're just tighter. And I was terrified of breaking the rules. So I felt very isolated from the rest of the group. And I think ever since then, it has made me feel a little bit like, where do I belong? Or do people trust me? Or like, I don't know. So and then also producers kind of feeling forgotten. And then they bring you back for another show. And then you feel like you're important again. And then they disappear. And then they do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So so that that has kind of had like a little bit of an effect on my confidence, I think, in the way of just bachelor family life and stuff. So 
Yeah, they're distant cousins now. <laughs> Fourth, fifth times removed, you know. Totally. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Christian said, what are her thoughts on Claire for Bachelorette? I am stoked Same. for Claire. I am, and I, I'm so hopeful. I mean, what if I, I would not be against her finding the love of her life during quarantine? I know. What if she says, like, sorry, guys, I found him. I, I, that would be, like, so amazing. And so I'm super stoked for her. She's going to be the best bachelorette in the sense of how she knows how to carry herself. She knows what she wants. Yeah, she will not settle. She will not settle. Um, and But the, my only fear and hesitation for her is that I don't want, because people don't realize bachelor, bachelorette doesn't take just those couple of weeks of your life. It's, it's more than that. I mean, I think people do realize that, but it, it, it can, um, totally take you away from your reality. Uh, even if you end up in a relationship, but it, then you're in a relationship for media and stuff. It's not a, a normal relationship from the beginning. Exactly from the beginning and then you have some time maybe when you make it to that point where all of a sudden you get to finally really like enrich your relationship and make it yours so my only fear and hesitation for her is like I don't want this to be some guy come along and fool her but that happens all the time that's why it's like I'm so uh, nervous because I just feel like and there were a lot of questions about this the the show has changed and like she, I, I still think be, not because of her age, but just she, she was on the show at first, I think when it was still about like, hopefully finding love. Whereas now it's just like, not. Yeah. They just need to put a whole bunch of Taylors. And then, um, I don't know your boyfriend's name on the show. A bunch of Justins and Taylors. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, my, my thing also that I would, that I just thought of right now is that her cast list was released. Yeah. So it's like she's she gets to look at her cast if she wants to. And they get to message her. Uh, yeah, which well that was one they were they released it with the idea that they were going straight to into film. Production. It does make me wonder. I mean, I've heard them say no some of the ca- like they'll try to keep as much of the cast that they released. Um but you know, there's other things that come into play. Some of these guys are not going to be able to take work off and like what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. But um but for me, I'm just so hopeful because these guys are already probably getting a dose of what it feels like to get I mean they're probably talking to other chicks. I bet they freaking are. Ooh, that makes me a little skeevy. I think it whole like it needs to be entirely recasted because the cast was released already. I think so too, especially to just give her an element of surprise yeah. um, and make it really genuine. And hopefully, uh, I didn't. I didn't love the cast list. I didn't either. They were way too young. And and some of them just looked really slimy. Yeah, like, it was not an impressive cast. No. By the way, I'm. Uh, there's nothing to do with age doesn't really have power. I think somewhat closer in age range, but I'm five years older than my husband. I just, I think there's a difference between like <laughs> 39 and 25 mm-hmm. than like 39 and 33 or 32. So it's like, yeah, exactly. and especially men, they age, I swear in reverse sometimes. So it's like a 25 year old man is not. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was my worry. Let's just diagnose this whole season. 
I'm I'm in for it. I would I would love to. I'm I'm ready for it too. Uh, someone said, "Do you have a favorite memory from your experience in the franchise, or even just a show that you did?" There's actually a lot, and I think I share the same one over and over, and might have on your last podcast. Um, just I remember my first season being on The Bachelor, and those last couple of weeks and days in St. Lucia. Um, I had gone onto the show super broken, very naive, like completely different girl than I am. I was a girl, like it was this like broken girl. And, um, and then near the end, I just felt like I kept getting, this might sound a little bit wooey to people out there, but I felt like God was romancing me. And I was like allowing something more into my life than just what a man thought of me. And so there were a lot of really beautiful moments that I felt like I was being told that I I'm worthy and I'm worth it. And my life would be okay with or without Without Jake Pavelka. Yeah. <laughs> but my life is going to be bad. And thank God that it actually did work out the way it did. Um, but yes, yeah, so that, so those are some favorite mem- moments and memories that like they, they le- left a really lasting, long, beautiful impression on me and kind of steered me in the direction that I still think about life. Um, but then there's like the funny moments. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I remember just even bachelor pad, like, um, I, there was just so much fun to be had. Uh, Natalie and I had a ton of fun together and then, um, but then bachelor in paradise was my most favorite one because I really knew myself going into it. Um, I knew what I would and wouldn't stand for or allow. And then also, um, uh, it was just such a fun environment and less like conniving and no competition. Yeah, it was a little bit, but then, but I was okay with it. Cause it was like, okay, if I go home, I go home. I will never forget Michael G. She's not a 10 Lee. She's an 11 Lee. Oh gosh. <laughs> that, but that's like a line that sticks with me when I think of you. I totally forgot about that. That's so funny. Um, I know we've talked about him before, but um, it's so funny to me because I think back and how like producers and everybody were so convinced. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, not not my guy. Like, I just know. Like, nope. But they're they're going to fight hard for that connection, aren't they? They did fight hard. And I totally went like the complete opposite. Didn't he? He basically like went in for you, right? That's how it was all edited together and what me and yeah so and I couldn't be more flattered by that but um and yeah there were some there was there were some fun moments but also one of my favorites that kind of made um the cut was Julia got stung by a jellyfish yes (laughs) not not that I loved that oh my gosh that was painful and really sad but they then we're like, hey, uh, you should pee on her foot. And I was like, okay, I'll do whatever I can for my friend. Sure. And so we're in the bathroom and they're, <laughs> and we're, I'm trying to figure out how to pee. And then all of a sudden somebody was like brilliant enough to be like, um, just have Julia pee in a cup and pour it on her foot. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, but I they, they made it sound like I re- I, um, relieved myself. I relieved <laughs> myself. Yeah, so <laughs> just did a nice little squat. This is one of my favorites. Who was the better bachelor pilot, Jake or Peter? 
<laughs> That's a brutal question. Really hard question. I'm going to say, um, oh gosh, man, that is a hard question. In the beginning of the season, I would have said Peter, but I feel like, um, and no slam to Peter. I just feel like he's still a young man learning who he is, right? So, and he, he's got to get out on his own and spread his own wings. Uh, and learn <laughs> so ding, 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 uh, ding. <laughs> I had to um, so funny so, so no but I think I think Peter's probably um I I like to think that Peter uh had better intentions I just feel I feel like I yeah from what I know in the past Jake Jake really really gunned and uh what's the word like almost like a politician campaign to become the bachelor. And as much as I don't think that that's necessarily a horrible thing. It looks icky. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't feel very genuine when I watched it later. Um, And then Peter too, I feel like um, we didn't see as much campaigning necessarily. He did. I remember a distinct photo of him stand, like he was in the back of a car at some like city, parade thing where he was like throwing roses out into the crowd and I was like oh I roll but it seemed less obvious than with Jake I will say that but Peter sure does still have a lot of girlfriends (laughs) he is quarantining with Kelly Flanagan who I mean think of it we could have just said screw this whole season if he's gonna end up with her they met at a hotel before so yep I, oh, were you so ready for that? Like on the after, was it the after the final rose when she was in the audience and you're like, why was she there? Yeah, she's there because they've been in a relationship for. I just, I didn't buy the whole Madison relationship thing at all. Zero. Their body language was like, uh, this sucks. No. So yeah. and she's a precious, precious girl. But like that, that, that was what I was talking about. Like no connection, not your guy. Don't even force it. Girl, there's something greater for you. And you know this. So as we lead into your baby, I just want to tell you two stories that were on my Facebook page. One from Jen Jelinski, who said, my daughter's name is loosely named after you because she loved you on the show and her and her husband were dating while you were on pad and they hung on to your name, Tenley, for years and they had Tenley last year. (gasps) So... I'm always so honored How to cool hear that. How cool is that? And then there was another one. Let me find it. Oh, and she sent a photo of Tenley, and she's so freaking cute. I will I will send it to you just so you can have it. Yeah. I um, love hearing those stories. But then there was someone else also who said that they named their child. Oh, no questions. This is Crystal Wass, but I named my firstborn Tenley after hearing her name on The Bachelor. Oh my goodness. Well, I'd be, I'm so honored and flattered by that. It's so cool. Um, and, and I love getting messages like that, but, um, it does make me want to kind of start a club, like <laughs> a Tenley club. The, the nine or 10 year old Tenley <laughs> below, <laughs> but let's get to it. You just announced you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. I'm having a baby. And oh yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> Wait, h- had you been trying? No. <laughs> no. I mean, that's, I feel like that's when it always happens is when you're not. Yep. Yeah. So no, we, we, um, I know a lot of people 
it's so funny because I, every, every single day I would get like the pressure of like, you should have a baby or maybe when you're having a baby. And it's like, we, we just got married. I mean, we're going on two years in April, end of April, which is so exciting, but that was kind of our, like, I am a little older, but I really don't want to give age power. You don't want to rush into. No, I, I wanted to be able to be us and really lay down our foundation. And we both just love to be able to do things and travel. You guys are big travelers. So, um, yeah, we, we actually had some big plans in place for this year. A lot of it's being shifted around. It's not baby's fault, but it's not baby's fault at all. Baby was very excited to come with us. But <laughs> we did get to do a few little travels before Corona hit. But, um, so we had kind of thought that, okay, you know, maybe in July after our big travels, let's, let's go into the journey. Let's, let's start the trying stuff. But, um, there was a different plan in place and, um, yeah, somehow, somehow. (laughs) If you don't mind me asking, how, how did you know? Did you feel different? No. So, um, I, that's the weird, we didn't know. Um, to be honest, it was like, we'd been, um, and please people keep your judgments because we had no clue. My people are not judgmental. No, but like, I love that. But so when we were, um, yeah, we, it was Christmas time and New Year's and then went up to Oregon to be with my family, did a lot of wine tasting. There was just a lot of like celebrating and, and good times being had and came home from Oregon and, um, I was expecting to get my period and like six days later, it just hadn't showed up, but I had, wasn't really too concerned because nothing was too different. All of my, you felt normal PMS symptoms and, um, and I just thought, you know, this is, happens to me when I travel, when I drink, when I'm a little bit off my normal routine, it kind of pushes back my cycle. Right. But one night we were just getting ready to watch The Bachelor and I thought six days is like a little bit pushing it. Um, we're starting to pour some wine and we looked at each other and thought, it's time to take a test. And we happened to have a few um, just because this kind of thing had happened before, but Seriously, like, if we were to talk about the details, <laughs> um, we were, were both kind of like, how did that happen? Wait, so, <laughs> yeah, um, don't worry, guys, I know how you get pregnant. <laughs> but um, so we, we took the test and I was, we were both like in shock, like, wait, what? Because <laughs> we didn't expect to see oh it. Oh, my God, I can't imagine. And, and not to dumb down like how excited we were, but it was like the greatest surprise and great shock. And um, like four days later, we were off to Europe. So we were like, huh? How, what? how do we <laughs> like, what? can I travel? Yeah. yeah, no, all of a sudden. And it was so funny because like in that moment, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I feel pregnant. <laughs> My it was like all of, a sudden, you know, all of a sudden my boobs hurt. I was nauseous. I was so thirsty. I had to pee every 10 seconds. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. And then you obviously just announced it. So you had kept it a secret for a bit. Was that something you guys decided? Like, did you think, okay, it's time? Yeah. Well, I will also be honest with that. So announcing it kind of felt a little bit hard um, to do during the time that there's a lot of people losing their jobs, not having food, um, really sick. And 
Um, so thought of waited quite a few, a few more days than I had thought um, to just until I had felt like, you know what, this is the kind of joy. Like I, I was actually afraid of being shamed. Thankfully, I never saw anything like that. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I was really grateful. The, the way that everybody received it with so much excitement, love. And um, also I just really wanted it to be like a little piece of glimmer of joy to people that cared. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but then also not sharing it for a while, um, mostly because we wanted to tell the people that mattered most to us. And we kept this secret from my family until we could see them. Oh, did you do like a, like a cake or something or you just blurted it out? No. So this is so fun. We did the same thing for his family and then my family, but it was kind of impossible to continue on. I had every excuse in the book that I could use. We see his family every Tuesday night for wine night. And my excuses for not drinking wine were running low. Right. right. I mean, I, I had photo shoots, which is true. Um, I had like a photo shoot for, for a fitness thing and then like um, in bikinis and fitness clothing and then a, a thing that I was going to be doing more photos at in a bikini. So only so many photos you can take. But yeah, so then I was like, wait, okay, I got to quit like looking like I'm trying to be, I don't, I don't want them to start worrying about my mental health. Right. That <laughs> I'm like trying to be a bikini model all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so um, I we, we eventually had to tell them. And also we went through Super Bowl and poor Taylor's just like drinking my drinks on the side and, and, and the guy can handle his alcohol, but it just was getting brutal. So anyways, we told his family first because we couldn't go that long without them. And we wanted to surprise them. Um, both of our parents, sets of parents, our grandparents already, um, our, both of our sisters have two girls each, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, so we wrapped up in a shadow box. We put the, um, the pea stick <laughs> and the sonogram and, and kind of had, it was Valentine's day around Valentine's day where we exchanged gifts with his family anyway. So we, they opened those, but they weren't expecting like, yeah, it was super fun. There's a video on my Instagram. I know I, 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 w I was going to guide people that way for sure. Okay, perfect. And then we, and then we had to wait a couple of more weeks cause we had it planned to see my, my family, but it was like 13 weeks of pregnancy by then. <laughs> um, so we, we shared with my family the same way and they were not expecting it. I had been home for four days, like helping my sister with her newborn and her toddler and didn't let on to anything. And then they, they were shocked but thrilled. Well, what's, what's been easy? What's been hard? How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> the easy part was the, I feel like the beginning was easy. I think that I was so busy. Like we had travels. I had those, the shoots that I like, and just different projects and stuff that were keeping me really busy. Um, I did feel nauseous and fatigued. I would get really tired, but, and, but for the most part, like, I feel like filling my schedule and having those distractions and like having to do things each day were really like that felt easy. And I was keeping up with my normal, just everyday, like lifestyle workouts and stuff like that. Um, but now it's getting hard because my, my body's now, um, to be honest, like I now have, um, I don't know how to, I like, I don't want to complain because I feel like I, this is such a badge of honor to get to experience growing up child, but it is certainly hard work and it's becoming really, really hard for me. Um, 
And so anyways, I have some separation going on a little bit too fast down in my lower areas. The lower areas. Yeah. <laughs> old dance uh, injuries that are, are not allowing my body to um, do it comfortably. Mm. Like it's supposed to do and it's doing it a little bit too fast, a little too flexible down there. And so um, I, I have now like very limited in what I can do physically and uh, running. Oh, and that's your thing. Is my thing. So I can't run anymore. I can't really go on long distance walks and I can't do a lot of like exercises that are simple, but um, my body just, I have to give, allow it to try to correct itself. So I am working with a chiropractor even through quarantine um, uh, just to try to correct that because it's really painful. And then I've also had, hopefully not the Rona, but I've had like a little bit of a a cough and, and stuff and, um, and just like a cold or something. And, um, so like that's painful. It just, it adds to my misery. Well, everyone lift up Tenley, lift her up. Thank you. Thank you. Give her love. (laughs) Do you want to know the sex of the baby? Yeah. I'm dying to know. So yeah. So we have plans to do that in a few weeks. Um, as long as I can get the things done at the doctor's office to find out, sadly, my parents are planning to be here for that reveal. Um, but they have just decided that they can't fly at this time and wouldn't want to expose me to anything extra. So that yeah. makes sense. That's responsible. Uh, Hannah Nestle said, what direction are they thinking with a name? Classic, trendy, vintage vibe. Do you have any names you've had throughout your life in your head? so funny the names I had throughout my life um I married him Taylor I've always loved I've always loved the name Taylor um but yeah no I think that we don't we have quite a few names I think trying to be unique but not too weird like not apple but maybe like cactus yeah (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) cactus well, the apple is normal if we're thinking cactus. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. No, so we, we won't be sharing any names. And, and um, uh, I applaud those people who are committed to a name throughout their pregnancy because I cannot wait to hold that baby. My, I had a whole different name when I was born. And my parents held me and was like, no, that she's a tenant. Um, so I kind of have that mentality that it won't be named. But once we find out the gender, obviously, it will be easier for Taylor and I to start nailing down. I can't wait to know. Oh my gosh. Uh, we do have a question that relates to your career path. Uh, you work in nutrition. So has your diet changed at all since getting pregnant? (laughs) A little bit. Um, so funny Taylor's like, um, so what would you tell your pregnant clients now? (laughs) I was like, um, (laughs) feel like a little hypocritical, but yeah, there's a little bit more room. I'm still trying to eat as, um, the way that I preach and the way that I teach and the way that I eat on a daily basis. So most of it's pretty normal, but there were days where like I love arugula and leafy greens and it's part of every meal. And there were some days where it just went without it because that sounded so gross. Um, and then cravings, like, uh, there were a couple, not very many, but a few days where everything sounded gross, except for a bag of like kettle jalapeno chips. Kettle are the great chips that are like kind of crunchy. Yep, yep. Yes. Yep. They were very specific and I wanted the jalapeno ones and that was the only thing that sounded go- good and I had to eat. So I, I would say, so yeah, 
what to answer Taylor's question was kind of like, you know what? I'd say, listen to your body, but do your best to still give yourself that balance. What you need. Nutrition. Yeah. Make upgrades where possible. So if I'm really like all, I'm not an ice cream person, but I craved a little bit of ice cream, found the best ice cream that I could have dairy free, less sugar, but eat it. <laughs> that is the best advice ever. So my last <laughs> portion of questions is hilariously titled coronavirus. Um, <laughs> how are you and Taylor staying sane during this quarantine? Is there any like activity or self-care or anything that has really helped you and your mental health? Um, so mental health has been really hard for me in the in this just in the situation of not being able to necessarily go and blow off steam like I usually do or do like an hour long workout that would really make me feel good. So I will admit to having the blues plus struggling a little. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yes. But other than that, my life is actually very much the same because I see my clients online. I do a lot of um, work via email and phone calls. So, and from home, um, but having Taylor here, cause he is working from home now too. That's been different. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I, we haven't hit like a bad point. Everyone um, will like my sister drove me absolutely wild the other day. And like, it wasn't We're it's crazy. Like we all have separate rooms we can go into, which yes. I go there, but I was just like, oh. <laughs> Yes, I you're know. around all the time. It is. I'm sure he feels more that way about me than, I, but sometimes it's like I'm adjusting to somebody else being in my office space. Cause I usually have the whole home and now I've left the office so that he could have it. And I'm more like set up around the house wherever I can work. And someone is in your belly space now too. So. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're, I'm getting overcrowded over here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that there's still some sanity. I think that what keeps the sanity is when um, I like to make sure Taylor surfs or golfs, but both are kind of taken away right now. They're shutting down our beaches and pulling surfers out of the water and the golf courses are closed. So I don't know what to check, check with me. Next well, week I'll talk hours. to you in two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Well, I think I know the answer to this one, but someone asked, what is one thing you've learned that you took advantage of now that we don't have access to it? I was assuming maybe running. Yeah. For me, that's probably like the biggest thing, but that I wouldn't even blame Corona completely. Um, just being with, I think it's hard because just being with even Taylor's family and stuff. Um, you know, looking to looking to expand our quarantine pod as soon as everybody else can can kind of buckle down a little bit. You know, some people still having to go do jobs where they're exposed and stuff. So yeah. Last and final favorite question because I agree. Uh, Sarah Colseth said she is such a light to be around and such a joy to watch on my screen and even on social media. How does she stay so positive and happy in this crazy place we call life? Well, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, uh, doing my best right now, but I'd say a lot of it really does have to do with my faith and just being able to have like a core something to believe that my life isn't just about me and how I feel, but something greater than that. So, um, I think that helps me turn, turn those, those wonky moments into something greater. And like you even said, turning, flipping a switch, um, like for me, 
kind of counting blessings versus um, sitting, stewing in something. Like I've said, I've definitely been dealing with the blues and I also deal with the blues of like this quarantine time kind of stealing away certain milestones and joys and stuff. One of my best friends just had to postpone her wedding. Who knows if I'll even get to have a baby shower, you know, like all those things. That's so, awful. Um, but there's also kind of also like counting my blessings. I have a home. I have food. I'm I'm healthy-ish. <laughs> For the most part, I'm healthy. <laughs> For the most part. Um, you know, so just kind of turning and looking at different perspectives. For every every woe, I feel like there's a few things that you could actually say, like, that I'm grateful for. For every woe, you got to find a wow. Yeah, I like that. You know, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever said. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tenley, say your, your social media. We've, um, by the way, if, once again, you want to hear more Jake in Vienna, Jake, Kipton, Josh Albers talk. That is blah, blah, blah. You can listen to the previous episode that we recorded. This is just about love and light. None of that crap. But anyway, <laughs> social media, please share. Um, so Tenley Molzon, um, or I think you can even search Tenley Leopold. So yeah, it says Tenley Leopold under Tenley Molzon. Uh-huh. But my, my, uh, at or my what what's that called? So you're at your your <laughs> what is that called? Username. Your username. <laughs> T-E-N-L-E-Y-M-O-L-Z-A-H-N. There's not too many of them out there. And then Tenley Leopold is under that. There you go. But I think you can search both. And then so that's my Instagram. And I I actually think I did change it successfully, Tenley Leopold on Facebook and Twitter, which I don't use very often at all. I don't even know how to sign into my Twitter anymore. And then your website is Leopold. My website is tenleyleopold.com. Look so I'm that. working on it. Um, funny story though, Olivia, yeah. somebody, a couple people have been like, wow, Leopold's an interesting name for a baby. I don't know. That's our last name. And I announced it, baby Leopold. So I'm like, no, no, but maybe sure, you should, Leopold. maybe you should add Leopold, 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 Leopold. Yeah. <laughs> The, the second oh my god that's hysterical that's hysterical well Tenley I always love talking to you well thank you for making my day obviously I needed this social interaction and if you need to FaceTime me or what's that app everyone's using house party let me know or Marco Polo or just we'll play a game whatever words with friends whatever you want to do just to keep yourself sane yeah. I, <laughs> I adore you thank you so much my dear thank you Mwah. bye honey Bye.